0: Well, I have a book today, <laughs> five pages, but you know, I write big sometimes. so just get your um, Bibles ready and your um, what do they call surfing shoes on because we're going to move fast. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I was just going back and forth between two subjects, and I decided to go with this one because it was relevant to me in the last last few last week or so. But it's also relevant to the church at this time we're moving into. And so um, I, I, I uh, the other one is on revival, and that may be next week, which is really good. Anyway, I wanted to do it, but I knew it needed more time. So um, we're going to go with this one, and that is um, being worry-free. Do you know? Do you know you can be worry-free? Not a care in the world, not a care. And when I was looking at this, I thought, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good in that. and No, I'm not good in that area. (laughs) I'm not good in that area, you know? And I think we need to get more carefree. We need to know what the word says. We need to be in a place of freedom from care and anxiety, torments, and, you know, care and anxiety is always fear-based. It's always fear-based. So worry and anxiety is usually tries to control us. It wants to control us. It wants to manipulate our life by bringing things like drip, drip, drip. Your family's not saved. Drip, drip, drip. You got sickness in your body. Drip, 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 drip. The enemy's always trying to tell us something, make us worry about something. Oh, you know, you haven't got enough finances, but you need finances right now. This minute you need it. Drip, 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 drip. Isn't that how he does that sometimes? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes to do that to us, to get us to stop, to get us to stop, to get us to stop living for him and can be consumed by the care and anxiety. And you know, um, I, and I, as I was looking at this, you'll see some of the scripture verses, but this, this time that we're in, this time that we're in, there's going to be things that are going to get our attention. That's going to be anxious and panic. They're going to try to get you to be anxious. It's going to try to get you to panic. It's going to try to do all all kinds of things that are coming. And and so we have to be in a place where we can cast the care on the Lord because he cares for you. He cares for me. So we have to be at that place with everything. Say everything. 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 I can't being care, being care. About, one about one thing not a thing, not a thing. <laughs> i bet you can all think of something right now that has been plaguing you the last day or so <laughs> ah yes and i'm not i'm not immune to it either folks uh uh-uh. uh i have to put to work you know, those, what the word says as well. So yesterday morning when I was praying, this situation had kind of come and gone and I'd given it to the Lord and I prayed about it, interceded, you know, and I'd walk around in peace for a while and all of a sudden I get drip, 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 drip. What about this? What about that? What about that? What about this? You know? And so, okay, okay, I'm going to, Okay, I talked to the Lord and got into a place of intimacy with him. You'll see that when we talk about this in a minute. But a place of intimacy. That's him and me. Him and me. Because, see, he does know everything you're getting ready to ask him. He knows about that. But he wants, still wants you to ask him. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to hear what you've got to say about the situation. That place of intimacy with him is where we need to be in our in our time of prayer. Our time of prayer, intimate and then we then we can come boldly we can come boldly and say lord and boldly i don't mean lord please listen to my prayer i don't know about this and this and i don't know what to do boldly means you know what the word of god says And you put him in remembrance of the word of God. When you come boldly to him and you say, in Jesus' name, by his stripes I'm healed. So I thank you, Father, for setting up divine appointments, for bringing people across my path, for causing things to rise up on the inside of me, the word of truth to be made known to me. Remind me of it. Whatever you would want to say in that particular area. Or if you're praying for a lost loved one, that same aspect of things. But you can come boldly. You can say, "I'm. I can come boldly." <laughs> okay, that wouldn't go anywhere with the Lord. I can, I, can I, can I can come boldly. I can come boldly. Okay, now you remember. I'm sure you can remember different times when when we prayed. You know. Um, you know there's times when the holy spirit takes hold together with you i'm just going to use sebastian here you know you don't have to stand up but just give me your arm see see you can be praying about something you can pray in english and pray the word and then all of a sudden romans 8 the holy spirit takes hold with you and off we go to pray his perfect will have you have you heard that done have you heard that done have you experienced that yourself you may start out with You may start out with maybe I'm not quite sure what I'm saying here. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gives you everything. See, he says in Romans 8, it talks about when we don't know how to pray, he comes in and he helps us. The Holy Spirit takes hold together with us to pray out his perfect will and accomplish what he wants done in your life and in the life of whatever situation you're praying about. Amen? So, see, we have to be fervent about our prayer life. We have to be fervent about We can't be wimpy. No wimpy, no wimpy, no wimpy. <laughs> we have to be aggressive. No wimpy, no wimpy. Okay, and I and I, I will tell you. You've heard me say this before. I was wimpy. <laughs> I did not want to pray. I did not want to pray in front of people specifically. I did not want to do that. But it would come my turn and i 'd be rehearsing my prayer all the way up to my turn, and you know it never came out the way i'd rehearsed it, and it was a lot shorter and it was just a few words so i was I was not I was not very good at that but but see, you know we have the help of the Holy Spirit that was before I was probably had baptismal Holy Spirit, and I was growing things, but I just knew that that was an important part of what the word says prayer is an important part okay, so we 're going to talk about um, Philippians. We're going to start at Philippians. We're going to go to Philippians in the middle, and we're going to end in Philippians. So Philippians four, please. And um, of course, you know this is a favorite one of mine. But but um, uh, there's just a lot to this one. But we're going to focus mainly on four six. We'll talk more about this later, but let's just start out with this one. be anxious or I think King James says King James says careful, be careful about anything yes. careful okay mind says be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We're going to break that down, and we're going to look. See, I always when I would teach people, I would go on. You know, that's that's first step. And then I go on to the step eight, and then there's step nine that you can do. And those are all five, uh, steps that you can do. But I think if we understand verse six first, we'll put that to work before we will. Before we really need to do eight and nine. But anyway, eight and nine are there to help us anyway. So um, be careful. Be anxious. Don't be fretful. Don't worry about nothing. Isn't that what that says there, guys? Yeah. Well, we're going to see that a little bit later. But be anxious for nothing. For nothing. You know, if you look up the word nothing in the Greek and try to understand that, it means nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Say, "I'm I'm anxious. For nothing. Peace and, and peace and calm rule my life. Rule my life. I, walk I walk in peace. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of shadow of death. Every, day, every day, I'm going to fear. I'm not going to be anxious about any evil, about any evil around, me around me in Jesus name. In Jesus. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not in Jesus' name. So we fear. Amen? Fear is the, is the bottom line to care and anxiety. It's all fear-based. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. So if you can locate the fear, you can eradicate it, but you don't have to. You just have to cast the care because he said that he would care for you and he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? Has he given you a spirit of fear? No. Has he given you a spirit of fear over here? No. <laughs> but we've been given what? Power, Power love, love sound. sound mind. That's who you are. Always, always. You're not a spirit of fear. So if you're not a spirit of fear, you have no place for cares and anxieties. Right? Right? Yeah. If you're not a spirit of fear, you have no place for care and anxiety, Right? You rule and reign over any fear that wants to come knocking on your door. You are you are the authority here on earth. You have been given the power and the ability to cast out devils and command them to leave you alone in Jesus' name if you're dealing with that. Sometimes the cares and anxieties are habit habit formed. They, they've been formed through the years. I, I've told you this story before. I, I grew up in a home somewhat like that my mom was always very anxious about things and so I learned that so we can learn those habits from people I learned that and and I, I can still remember where I was standing when that was a revelation to me that I don't have to worry I don't have to worry I was standing filing um um oh whatever they called they at at Fisher's. They're they're like a requisition, I think, requisition card. And I was filing those. I was standing at the door and and I realized I was pretty peaceful. I didn't have anything I was worrying about. So I was trying to find something to worry about. You know, if you're trying to do that, you're in the wrong place. You're, You're doing the wrong thing. But I was standing there trying to, and I'm going, why am I trying to find something to worry about? Am I not set free from cares and anxieties and fears and worries? Am I not set free? Why would I look for something to worry about? But that's what I was doing. And so I quick realized it was a revelation to me that I didn't have to worry and and be anxious for nothing, okay? So anyway, it says in verse 6, Be anxious, be fretful, don't worry about anything, nothing. But in everything, he gives us the way of escape. But in everything, I don't care how big it is, how small it is, how minute it is to you, how nothing it is to everybody around you, but it's important to you. I don't care. Cast the care on him because he does care for you. Be anxious for nothing. And so then verse, verse 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus We'll talk about that a little bit. I want to look at some other scripture verses, but there's an exchange that takes place there. When you cast the care on the Lord and you stop giving it place in your life, you stop being in fear about a situation or a torment. When you cast the care on the Lord, the exchange for that is peace. I can tell by some of your faces, everybody's experienced that peace. And and yesterday when I was praying, that peace just flooded me concerning the situation that I was praying about. I got intimately with him, talking to him. I got intimate. It was one-on-one, and I knew. You know when you're in an intimate relationship with the Lord. You know when it's just you and him. And, and it's not just a flippant prayer request that you're throwing out there on your way to the grocery store or a flippant prayer request on your way to get to your favorite TV program. <laughs> I mean, it's an intimate time with him. And you, and you talk to him, and then you boldly talk to him about it. And, and then he gives you that peace that passes all understanding. So I got that yesterday. I had no more thought about that situation at all. No more. No more thought. My mind would try to go over there and it would go, Don't you need to think about that situation? <laughs> I go, oh, No, I'm not bothered about it. I'm, I have peace about that situation because, see, I gave it to the Lord and then he gave me his peace. Amen? That's why we can be worry free and care free and fret free. We don't have to be worried about anything, we don't have to be fearful about anything. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's look at Matthew 6.25, please. These are some other scripture verse. Now, I, uh, that word there that in the Greek for careful is merim, merimini, merimina, or something like that. Anyway, um, uh, I only listened to how you pronounce it one time, but it's something, I think. Anyway. So we're going to look at some other scripture verses that that word means the same, as the same Greek word. Matthew 6, did I say six twenty-five? please? Okay. For this reason, for this reason I say to you, do not be anxious. King James, take no thought, right? Is this King James? Anybody got King James? Yeah. Take no thought? Mm -hmm. For this reason, I say to you, do not be anxious or take no thought for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as for what you shall put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that they do not. sow, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And which of you, verse 29, which of you by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his life span. But anxiety can't add a thing to your life. Can't add one thing to your life. All it's going to do is bring you into a place of torment, 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 torment. I'm not here to, to stand in a place of torment, I'm here to walk in peace. And, you know, if we, if we are in a place of torment and care and anxiety, you can't hear from the Lord. You can't hear from the Lord. It's in that place of peace that you're going to be able to hear what God's telling you to do about a situation or telling you not to do about a situation. And this day and hour that we're in, we need to be led by the Spirit. I'm not going to say Neem. We have to be led by the Spirit. We can't be led by our flesh. We we just can't. We have to be led by the Spirit. And so, I mean, we're not going to go there today, but there's a place where we can, we can train our spirit man so we are hearing. And you know the primary way, of <laughs> course I've been studying on this too, but the primary way that we are led by the Spirit is by your inner witness. Oh, what's my inner witness? Well, your inner witness is the Holy Spirit. He's talking to your spirit and trying to get you to do the right thing. We're led by our spirit. And whenever you supersede what he's trying to get you to do, it becomes a place of hardness in your heart. Hardness. Every time you disobey or you don't do what he's trying to get you to do, it becomes a place of hardness. Now you can, you can move away from the hardness by praying in tongues and reading your word and worshiping. He'll soften your heart so you can hear him and then make that choice to do that. But we need to be led by the Spirit, not led by circumstances. I hear that too much by the church. The church thinks because this lined up with this and this lined up with this, then that's the way we go. God doesn't lead by setting up circumstances. He doesn't do that. He does not do that. He leads by your inner witness. He leads by the inner witness. Of course, he doesn't lead by fleecing either, but most of you, I think, know that. But just know circumstances. Circumstances are not how you're led. What is your witness? You can have circumstances that are arrayed just perfectly right. Oh, and it just fit in there like a glove. Everything's working just right. But on the inside, you're grieved. You're bothered on the inside. It's not what the Lord wants you to do. This may look wonderful, but it may not be what He wants you doing. You have to be led by the Spirit. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself into a place that uh, you're you're stuck. You'll have to you'll have to hear to get out of it. Uh, I had this. Well, I don't know what page I wrote it on, but I had this little picture come to me. Um, Oh, it's really, it's pretty good where where I just, all of a sudden I saw this person just going in a circle, going in a circle. They're just going in a circle, going in a circle. They hear the word, but they're going in a circle. This is what they're doing. <laughs> I can't go in a circle too often here. Go in a circle. But you know what? When they become a doer of the word, they step out of that circle and they do it. The circle keeps people spinning the word, you know, you can hear the word, but unless you do something, you're going to stay stuck in that place. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, that was a little picture I had earlier this morning. Okay, so verse 6, verse 25 of 6, we pretty much covered that. For this reason, I say do you, do not be anxious or do not be, take no thought, take no thought. That word, that word right there, take no thought in the Greek, it's the same one that we just looked at, the mir- miramini, <laughs> Be anxious for nothing but my parents' supplication. Um, stop worrying about life. Stop worrying about it. Okay. Stop worrying about life. Okay. Um, let's uh, turn to Matthew 13 now, please. 22. 13:22. 22. Okay. This is about the the seed being sown. We won't cover all that, but we're going to cover verse 22. And the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world, the worry of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches. The worry of the world is the same word there as it was, be anxious for nothing. In the Greek, that's the same word. Be worry, be worry, be worry, and the wor- worry of the world. And the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So the worry, the cares and anxieties, the worries of this world will choke the word. It will choke it, and you're unfruitful. It smothers the word. Okay? It smothers it. And so um, suffocates, another word for that, Um, um, to throttle. And And I had to look at that, to throttle. You know how you... I think I'm saying this right, Zach, you got me. Throttle, when you throttle something, you're, you're pulling it back so it isn't throttling so much. Is that what happens? Am I? You're actually reducing the air flow. So you're choking. Choking, choking it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we do that. And sometimes, have you ever been in a place of care and anxiety where you stand still? You don't You, you don't do nothing. You just are stuck in that spot. You're stuck in that spot. You're so afraid to move. You're, you're so consumed by the cares and anxieties. You're just stuck. Have you ever been there? Anybody been there? I've been there. Be, been there where you're just stuck in that place of care and anxiety. And you just, you don't, you can't hear, you can't do nothing. And you, that's why it's so important that we know the word in these areas. Uh, you, you Basically, your life has come to a standstill. It's just stopped. It's come to a standstill because you're stuck in that area and you don't know what the next step is. You're just stuck because of the cares and anxieties. Worry is so consuming it causes your whole life to come to a standstill. Worry is so consuming. I know that you've all had an opportunity to worry. I know you have. If you're not worrying today about something, you know, but it consumes your life. It does. It consumes your life. Or you don't even want to go do this, or you don't want to go do that, or you don't want to do this. It consumes your life, and it comes to a standstill. Does that make sense? You understand that? So, it steals your hope. You know, when I say standstill, it's it, it's so you're so consumed by it, you can't hardly think about anything else. You've got to get a resolve somehow. And that's where we've got, the, we've got the resolve. We may not have the answer, but we've got the resolve by casting the care on him because he cares for you. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your exact requests known unto God. And then the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind, Christ Jesus. So when you're, when you're moving in a place of peace, you're, you're going to be able to hear what you're supposed to do, Amen. But, but us as believers and Christians, we know what the word says, or we're learning what the word says, but we have to not only be staying here, we have to step out and do what the word says. We have to do it. We have to cast the care on the Lord. You have to cast the, say, I'm going to cast, the "I'm going to cast the care on the Lord. On the Lord. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be fearful, but I'm going to cast the care on the Lord. Okay. So let's, um, and you know, um, this is my side, a little side note, but you know, when you, when you're in that place, your hope gets stolen. You know what I mean? And let's look at um, Hebrews 11. Well, everybody knows this one, but Hebrews 11, your your hope, when you get stuck in that place with cares and anxieties, your hope gets stolen. A hope deferred makes the heart sick. Your hope is, and you don't want to ever lose your hope in this situation. And so uh, Hebrews, and this is why, now faith is assurance of things hoped for for the conviction of things not seen. If you've lost your hope, you have no um, nothing to hang your, your faith on, you know, if you've lost your hope. So it's really important that you don't let cares and anxieties consume you because if it's consuming you, then you have, no, you, you, you have trouble moving in a place of hope and faith and peace, you know. Anyway, okay, so let's look at uh, Luke 21, please. I'm the only one turning pages. Is that it? <laughs> Make some noise, please. <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> oh, Ruby's making some noise. Zach is making noise. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I need to hear pages turning. Tapping. 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 Okay. Luke twenty-one thirty-four through 36. And again... Um, This is kind of a warning uh, Jesus is giving to us in the last days. 34, be on guard that your hearts may not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and with the worries of life. See, he just got done talking about some of those things, the return of Christ. But be on guard that your hearts may not be weighted down with the worries of life and that and that day come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of all the earth. But keep on the alert at all times, praying in order that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen? Pray, 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 pray. Okay? Um, and again, that's the same word that Merimni, whatever. It's the same word in, its con- in connection with life. Um, and that this particular thing is being anxious for nothing for the cares and anxieties of, of like events or family situations or things like that that you are dealing with uh, that that particular phrase there is dealing with that. Amen. OK. OK. So um, let's go to Philippians. Let's go back to Philippians, please. Philippians four. So, um, well, let's see. Well, we I mean I—I I, I had us going back there, but uh, I already kind of hit that. We're not to be worried about anything, nothing at all. Say nothing at all. Nothing at all. I'm, not I'm not to worry about nothing at all. Not nothing at all. <laughs> Have you guys got that? Didn't that tickle on the inside? Huh? Didn't that encourage your spirit, man? Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So be uh, be anxious, be anxious for nothing, nothing. Say nothing. nothing. Okay. Um, we we well, we don't need to turn there. But Luke twelve talks about the lilies and how they are clothed, and they don't have to be concerned about that. Same as correlating it to us, we don't have to be concerned about that either. And then that that had to do with our provision, not to be anxious about any provision. Whether it's finances, whether it's food, whether it's clothing, whatever it is, we aren't to worry about any of that because he said he would take care of us. Okay, so the other one, then another, the other one was uh, not to let the events of life throw you into any anxiety events of life. um, We just talked about the events, like let's say whatever event, let's say you're having a problem at work. Don't let that throw you into a place of care and anxiety. Say you're having a big family fight. Don't let that throw you into a place of care and anxiety. Let's say, I mean, all those kinds of events and things like that, there's no place for care and anxiety there either. And so let's look at, um, Paul, um, and, and let's look at Acts, Acts, um, 27, 27, Acts 27, please. I didn't stay very long at Philippians, but we'll be back there. Um, Acts Acts 27, verse 10. Okay, so we're going to kind of skip around. I'm not reading the whole story, but it's got to do with Paul and the shipwreck. And verse 10 says, Man, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be attended with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Verse 11, But the centurion was more persuaded by the pilot of the ship or the captain than by what was being said by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable for wintering, the majority reached a decision to put out to sea okay and let's look let 's look back uh turn over to eighteen then we 're going to skip around. You can read it all later. The next day, as we were being violently storm tossed, they began to jettison the cargo you know, throw it overboard and on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands and then verse um, twenty and since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small storm was assailing us, from then on all hope of being saved was gradually abandoned. And when they had, when they had gone a long time without food, then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice <laughs> and not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. And yet, now I urge you to keep up your courage For there shall be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night, an angel of God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, man, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. And so... um, so he was he was ex- exhorting them to keep courage. And he had heard from the Lord in that situation. That was a situation. So he had obviously, since the angel came to exhort him to keep courage and told him what was going to happen. It had changed. Remember, everybody was to perish. And now it had changed the situation had changed it doesn't say there that paul prayed but it was a circumstance it was a situation and I, and since paul wrote philippians i'm sure he he knew about how to cast the care don't you think amen. yeah and so in casting the care about that whole situation that whole situation he learned he learned that god was going to rescue them all and protect them all amen amen, amen. so um Worry tends to keep us in a state of panic all the time when we're worrying. Um, if you don't put a stop to it, it becomes a habit. It becomes who you are, but you have to put a stop to it. Um, you become a worrier, a worrier, not a warrior, <laughs> a worrier with no peace. See, that's not what the church is, right? We don't want to be a worrier We want to have the peace that God has given us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we don't, whatever circumstance you're in, like Paul was just sharing, whatever circumstance you're in, you can apply these same rules that we're going to look at here in just a minute. You can apply them. I I want to share this in the Amplified um, Hebrews um, 2. And I mean, you can turn there if you want to. But I, I just thought this was so encouraging that I wanted to share it. Um, share it with you as well, Hebrews two eighteen. So that when you do start putting to work the Philippians four six, when you put that to work in your life, look at look what what Hebrews two eighteen says. It says, "For because he himself in his humanity has suffered in being tempted, tested, and tried, he is able immediately say immediately." Who's able, who's who's he talking, who's talking here? Jesus, he's able, he is able immediately to run to the cry. The cry of who? Huh? Yeah, he's able to immediately run to the cry and assist or relieve those who are being tempted or tested and tried and who are therefore being exposed to suffering. So when you pray, when you talk to the Lord, know He is hearing, He's immediately running to help you. Immediately running to help you. Amen? Immediately running to help you. I like that. I thought that was really good. And um, let's look at 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7. Make a decision to turn every care and anxiety over, over to the Lord, please. It says... Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, verse 6, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Casting all of it, all of it. And, and then you don't have to turn here, but Psalms 55. Psalms 55 is a, goes along with that as well. Fifty-five twenty-two cast your burden upon the lord and he will sustain you he will never allow the righteous to be shaken amen cast your cast your burden upon the lord he will he will sustain you he will run immediately to help you amen run immediately to help you okay now we can go back to philippians 4 i mean you're going to walk away from here remembering constantly hearing god say cast the care on me Cast the care on me. Cast the care on me. <laughs> right? Right? Isn't that what we want? Don't we want peace? We're reigning in our lives. Amen? Okay, so Philippians 4, step by step. There's five steps there in that verse 4, 6. Five steps. And then, of course, a lot of, you know, I've taught that on down, where then you set your mind or think on the right things on verse 8. But four, four six. there's five steps in there. Be anxious, be anxious for nothing. We've covered that pretty good. But in everything by prayer, prayer, prayer. And that's where I was talking a little bit ago about it being an exchange. You cast the care and then he gives you the peace. That prayer word there, it means exchange. You come close to the Lord in prayer and, and you're in an intimate place with him face to face face to face. And when you do come intimately close to him, when you come into his presence, he may correct you. He may tell you there's a sin area he wants you to deal with. So what? There's not, n- that shouldn't keep you from the presence of the Lord. It should make you run to the presence of the Lord. You should want to run there, find out where you're missing it, because when you find out where you're missing it, that means you've got more room to have the right thing flowing in your life, the gifts of the Spirit flowing in your life, life flowing in you. You know, it's like erasing the garbage out. You get the garbage out, life flows. The more life we have flowing through us, the more you're going to accomplish for, for the kingdom. The more life you have flowing through, the, through you, the more gifts of the Spirit are going to flow through you. The more life you have flowing through you, God's going to bring people across your path for you to minister to. He knows who's ready. He knows who's able. And he'll get people across your path if you have the life flowing, if you know what's going on in your life and you know, you know who, to, who you're serving, who you're living for. And you're not going to falter the minute some, he brings somebody across your path. Because you become an, a light and an example to those people that come across your path, you become a light to them. You're you're discipling them. You're working with them. You become that light that they need to follow. They need to see. And if you if you you don't want to stumble and cause them to stumble, you you, you got to have yourself in a place of being able to minister. The more you know, the more you're held accountable. And see, in the position I'm in, I'm held accountable for everything that goes on here. Everything that goes on in this, in the church, every decision that's made, I'm held accountable for it. If it's a decision I made and it, and it doesn't get care, I'm, I'm, I'm accountable for it. I'm the one that has to go before the Lord and repent if something doesn't happen in the way it should. I'm the one that has to do that. I'm the one. Nobody else here, I'm the one, because I'm accountable. I'm the one that's going to answer to God if something isn't done here. I'm the one. And I take that very seriously. I do. So it's, it's important. It's important. And yes, sure, there's areas I'm growing in. Everybody's growing in areas. But again, the more you know the more you're held accountable for. Amen? Okay, so there's five steps here. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Prayer is the first step. Come close, intimately come close to him and make that exchange. Talk to him about what's going on and make that exchange and and just give him the care. Praise him. Or not praise him, not yet, but give him the care. That's the first step, prayer. (laughs) Praise comes in there pretty quick, though. But anyway, give him, give him the care. Talk to him. I, you know, and he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if, if you talk to him like I'm talking to you. See, I'll, I'll come before him and I'll say, I'll say to him. You know, I didn't like this situation that happened. I didn't like it at all. It made me angry. It made me this, and it made me this. But. I repent <laughs> I repent for what I, how I, I repent for, see, I, see, you have to, I don't care if you don't act it out. If you've got it going on up here, you still need to repent. So, so anyway, you talk to the Lord about all that. He already knows you've got it going on up here. He already knows all that. And so I, I just repent and talk to the Lord and cast the care on him. And then all of that it's gone, and the peace just floods me, from the top of my head to the tip of my toe, and I'm free. I'm free from it. I'm free from it. And see, and then it goes on. The next step was the supplication. The supplication is that is that place of boldness, that begging. That um, I, I don't like to use the word begging, but that's what the word the word they have in there. But it's 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 uh, aggressively going after what. God said in his words you can have. You know what I mean? Um, let's, let's just use uh, praying for somebody that needs to be born again or so you pray the word for them. Father, I just thank you right now in Jesus' name that Jesus paid the price for so-and-so and they are... They are delivered into your hands. I give them to you. I cast the care on you. I ask you to bring laborers across their path. I ask you to meet every need that they have. I ask you to set up divine appointments. And you do that boldly. You come boldly before the throne. You come boldly. The word says to come boldly. And be aggressive about that. And be strong about that. That's what I was talking earlier about. You can pray in English. And then take off and pray in your prayer language. And then when he gives you something else. Pray it out in the spirit. Pray boldly out of your inner man. Pray boldly out. So that word supplication gives you the opportunity to pray boldly. He's saying, come on, get with it and pray. Get with it and pray. Pray boldly. Pray boldly. Amen? Pray boldly. Pray boldly. It's not, you know how we were doing last week? That's the kind of prayer, prayer, praying boldly. With confidence, knowing that in Rome, in james five fourteen no, not James first John five fourteen and fifteen, where it says that I have this confidence, I have this confidence that if I ask him anything according to his will, that I know he hears me. And if he hears me, I'm going to have what I've asked him for. But that's coming boldly and and, and saying to him, hey, this is your word. I'm putting you in remembrance. You said that if I say, if I tell you this, you haven't done it yet. I'm asking you to bring that to pass. Amen? Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can come boldly and say, say, so this is your word. This is your word. You said that's in your word. And I'm standing on that. And you said this in your word, that I had confidence that if I ask you anything according to your word, to your will, you will hear me. And if I know you hear me, then I have it. I have it. So I'm putting you in remembrance. You're going to have to do it, Lord. You know, putting him in remembrance. There's scripture verses for that. I mean, I don't need to have you look it all up. But but that's the supplication area. Um, Boldly, coming boldly, if you want to write this and down, it's Hebrews four sixteen, Boldly into the throne of grace. And every time I sit down to pray, I, I have that scripture verse in my thinking. I can come boldly before his throne. Do you know why we can come boldly? Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can come boldly. There's nothing holding us back from coming and sitting in his presence. There's nothing holding us back from coming and talking to him real plain. Hey, you said this. You said this. I'm putting you in remembrance. He says to put him in remembrance of his word. He says to do that. Oh, I don't know if I wrote that down, but it seems like that keeps coming up. Let me see. Um, um, I got it down here, but I don't know if it's, it's not that one. Um, I can find it for you if you if you want to have it. But we're supposed to put him in remembrance, okay? So don't be afraid to come to God when you have a problem. Don't be afraid to come to him when you have a problem that's, that is really concerning to you. It may not, to somebody else, it may not be a big deal, but it's concerning you. And if it's keeping you out of peace, then you need to bring it before the Lord. Because we should be able to walk in peace all the time. Okay, um, let's. Uh, the third one in this Philippians four six is thanksgiving. Is thanksgiving is the third one. Um, so if if um, <clears throat> if I'm gonna if I'm gonna come over here and I'm gonna ask Sebastian for fifty dollars, and he gives me fifty dollars. And I walk away. Is that being very, very, hmm? I walk away. Shouldn't I say thank you? Right. If we go to God with thanksgiving, we go and ask him for something. It says with thanksgiving, if he's going to give it to us, we want to thank him for it. Amen. Want to thank him. That's only, only um, expected. He expects us to do that. Um, When we earnestly ask God then we earnestly want to pour out our thanks to him. Pour out our thanks to him. It's all its all demonstrating that you believe he heard you and that he's going to give you the petitions you ask for him. It's demonstrating that by faith. Amen? By faith. By faith. Worship, worship, worship. My goodness. My goodness. If you knew what, what liberty there was in worship, you would be doing more of it, I'll tell you there's so much liberty in worship and we should be you know i just i was listening i don't know i was listening to somebody and uh, and they were telling this story about this i think there were several ministers on the platform and two of them saw jesus come in the back door and the, one of the wives of the ministers was at the piano she wasn't really a good singer this is a the story they were telling i don't know these people but this is a story she really wasn't a very good singer but she knew how to minister to the lord she loved him. She worshiped him. And so these other two ministers, the third one never saw it, but two of them saw Jesus come in. And he went over here and, and he leaned on the piano. And he said to him, I'm here to hear her minister to me. And they were ministering to people up front here. But he says, I'm here to minister to, I'm here to hear her minister to me. See, that's, that's what worship should be about. Worship is about us ministering to him. Worship is about us loving him. Worship is about him being first place on Sunday morning and not what you're going to do Sunday afternoon. Worship should be about him first place and not the roast in the crock pot that's burning. Worship should be about him always. (laughs) Always. 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 Say "Always." always. We worship him. We minister to him. Because he ministers to us. But we don't worship him to get him to minister us. We worship him because of who he is and what he's done. Amen? Amen. You know, if you come in here all tired and worn out because of all the cares and anxieties, and you set your focus on worshiping him, you'll be so refreshed when you walk out of here. Without even hearing the word, if you just come in and do that, that will be so refreshing. So refreshing. So liberating. I mean, worship will show you things that are wrong in your life. Who wants to stay in wrong places in your life? Who wants to stay in sin in your life? It's not going to get you anything but bondage, or you're already bondage. It's not going to get you, you're not going to get out of it. But worship will kick you out of the bondage. Worship will bring you healing. Worship will bring you deliverance. Amen? Amen. Amen. So so with thanksgiving, we make our requests known to him. And, and with thanksgiving, because we know he's answering, he's doing it the minute we ask. The minute we ask. We don't look at it not happening then. But the minute we ask, he's immediately coming to rescue. Immediately coming to bring a change. Amen? Okay, so... Um, um, the fourth fourth step here is, let's see, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication is third. With thanksgiving, no, no, excuse me, prayer, supplication is second, thanksgiving is third. I'm stuck on nothing, be anxious for nothing. Anyway, let your requests, requests is number four, requests, definite requests. That's when I say this years ago, it was, should always be definite requests. And it, it should be in line with the word. You're not you're not going to request something that isn't something God has done through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Definite requests. And you pray authoritatively. And it's always based on the word when you pray. Okay? Your request is based on the word. All right? And then the fifth one is known. Let your requests be made known to God. <laughs> That's one that you can be bold and shout and give him glory, making your requests known to God. Everybody else is going to hear it too, but you'd be bold with it. Make it known, make it known. This is what I'm after, God. I'm after this. I'm after this. And then you're asking for, you're just being, declaring it. I guess maybe it's a better way of saying it. You declare what you know the answer is. You declare it. Thank you, Father, for bringing salvation Thank you, Father, for saving. I call him saved. I praise you and give you glory and honor. And then, um, you know, and then you pray. You have an assurance when you pray. You have that assurance at the end. You just know that you know that you know. And don't let the enemy come in two days later and tell you, well, you probably didn't. It hasn't happened. That prayer isn't going to come to pass. Don't let him do that to you. Cast the care, kick him out, and just, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that you heard my prayer. Just give him praise and glory again, and don't don't let him buffalo you into thinking it's not happened. Because if you think that it's not coming or it's not happening, if you take that thought, pretty soon it's going to come out of your mouth. And you have to keep your mouth lined up with what you prayed. And if you get in a, a place of doubt and unbelief, then you need to repent and just start the steps again and do it again. It's not difficult. It's just following his leadership in your life. It's following his word in your life. And there is assurance when you get done praying, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know you have that, that prayer that you've asked from him. You just know it. You know it. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be moved if you don't see it in 10 years. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Marilyn knows. Marilyn knows. I've been looking for revival ever since I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and I, some people have been ahead of that. Hey, it's happening. It's going to happen. That's where I'm at. It doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter who comes and goes. It doesn't matter. Revival's going to happen. Revival's going to happen. It's 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 going to happen. So there's that assurance of knowing Hey, God wants it. God's gonna do it. I asked Him, and there we are. That's it. You know, it's gonna happen. So, so there is that assurance. I remember as a kid, I was little, I wasn't even born again, but I'd pray the, pray at night and talk to the Lord. There were certain things that I would ask Him, and I would, <laughs> I would ask Him over and over and over the same prayer before I went to sleep. I was just talking to him, Lord, this, this, and this. Then I'd say it a different way, this, this, and this. And I didn't know anything. I wasn't even born again, but I was talking to the Lord because I knew it was important. And then I would get that assurance that finally, finally, the last thing I said, he heard me. (laughs) He heard me. And I was going to have that which which, uh, I had asked from him. So I was able then to go to sleep. But little, little did I know. Uh, uh, there's just so much that I've learned since then. Like I said, I wasn't even born again, but I knew I needed to pray and talk to God and talk to Him about the situation. So He He um, He did manifest that prayer. It was probably let's see, probably 20, at least 20 years later, but it but it did happen. And so God is so good. He wants you to come boldly to Him. And and praise him. Thank him for the answer. Even if you don't see it for 10 years, I don't care. If I've prayed in line with his word, then he has heard me. And I have those things I've asked from him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, we will close. Father, we just thank you for your word that is alive and active. We thank you, Father, that we're not only going to... Um, take this word, but we're going to do this word. We're going to be worry-free people all the time, carefree people, fretful free people, (laughs) fretful free people all the time. We're going to be free from it in Jesus name. It doesn't have a place in our life. What has a place in my life and your life is peace. So father, we, we recognize the need. We recognize that, that you have the answer, and you made it real clear in your word the steps that we need to do. and we just want to give you the praise and the glory in Jesus name. And everybody said, "Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm being reminded, after that, four six, four eight tells you to think on these things. If you have trouble doing four six, you move on to four eight and think on the right things. Think on these things. Amen. And it lists out those things to think on. Then if you have trouble thinking on those things, verse 9 tells you to practice those things that you've seen and heard. So we have to practice them. We have to pra- say, i got to practice casting the care. I will practice casting the care. Because you care for me and I'm giving it to you in Jesus' name. So I think I, what I'd like you to do right now, because I know you probably all have something that come to your front. When I told you about cares and anxieties, we talked about that. Be anxious for nothing. So right now, just take those, take this time right now. You've got an opportunity to get rid of that forever, hopefully. Get rid of whatever's the care and anxiety on you. Take those steps. Pray. Pray. And um, Zach, could we have that? Could we have that goodness, that last song, and just take this time to—is that work for you? The last song, the goodness, um, and just cast the care. Come into that place, that personal relationship with Him, and then and then cast the care on Him. You know, when you get there, when you get to that that place, um, uh, pray that personal relationship. Pray specifically, supplicate to him, ask him, and then thank him for it. And um, and then we'll, um, yeah, yeah. Or if there's another one that fits, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. So just take this time and get before the Lord and um, come into that personal. I'll try and walk you through it as we get to the place. Just come to that personal where it's just you and him. And you're focused on him right now. Focused on him. And focused on him. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. It's just you and him. Thank Thank you Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I
1: love you, Lord.
0: Take this minute now to cast the care of that situation on the Lord. Just cast that care on the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. If you need to repent
0: or ask for forgiveness about that situation in any way, do that. But cast the care on the Lord. Father, I give you this situation, I give you this concern, Father. I give it to you. I don't want it anymore. I don't I don't want it. I want this. I want peace. I want peace. And if you have to,
1: my you can be specific about what you're asking, what you're casting
0: pain. care. Nobody's going to hear you. But just cast the care. My life you have Maybe it's one of your children so that you're concerned about. Cast the care. And just thank the Lord that, that their word need. is reminded. They're reminded of the word. Just whatever you want to pray in line with his will. Or if it's finances, Father, I just thank you. I repent for being in care about finances. I ask you to forgive me. I cast the care of finances, of needs being met, on you. Because you said you care for me. So I trust you to care for me, Lord. Care for me. And I, I receive your peace right now. In Jesus' name, I receive your peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: I've known you as a father.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I've known you Hallelujah. as a friend. And in that, friend, you boldly, you boldly say what I what you're praying about. Just boldly supplicate,
1: beseech Him, beg Him. And then, when you've done all that, just giving thanks, faith. Father, I thank
0: you, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. father. father.
1: Praise you. you, thank been you. All life, you have been so. So good. Thank you, Every breath that I am made. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: I love you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Father. And all my days. I've been God, held Lord, in, God, in your hand, glory, glory. From the and moment Lord, that Lord, I wake up Halleluja. Until I lay my head I will Halleluja. see the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will see the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing the goodness of God. through the fire in darkest nights you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God all my life you have been
0: faithful in jesus name i break the power of all torment and fear i command torment and fear to get off the people in this church in jesus name i command it to go in the name of jesus and i thank you father that the peace of god rules and reigns upon their mind and emotions right now in jesus name I ask you, Father, to flood them with that peace. Flood them with that knowing that you are faithful. You are a good God. Flood them with the knowing that you have met and will continue to meet every need that they have in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen.